in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season show. We're your hosts, Brother Phil and Sister Crystal. Hi everyone. Alright, we got a good one for you. What happens after death? Yeah, we already talked about in a previous show about... Well, we know where we don't go. Right. right? We don't go to heaven. We're not going to heaven. So this show, we want to address, well, where do we really go? Well, you know, and that's the thing. A lot of people are afraid of death because they don't know what is going to happen to them after they die. So this might be a peaceful topic for you to listen to. And we don't want you to be ignorant of these things. Right. Because obviously fear is a lot of times the things that gets mm-hmm. people off keel, Satan always uses fear all the yep. time, but if we know, okay, this is what the Bible states is going to happen, then it helps give us peace of mind, comfort, and this right. is what we want to do. One thing we need to understand about ourselves is we are, I guess you could say, a little bit of a complicated being. Wouldn't you say that? Well, yeah, because God made people, his main creation, his beloved creation, a interesting cosmetic being. I mean, he breathed life into Adam and then... We have all these exterior and interior things that are so much different than all the other animals and creations that he's made. Yeah, we need to go back, I think, to the very beginning. Because when Adam and Eve were both, you know, created by God in the garden, mm-hmm. that they they were much more simple then. Because there was no sin in the world. When sin crept in, in the world in the very beginning of Genesis, Genesis chapter three, what happened is when there was a split in mm-hmm. our I guess you can say our personalities. We became essentially like split personality. (laughs) Well, there's a dual side. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a Mm -hmm. dual side. And and so what we do is there's a split in there between our spirit, which before there was sin, we're living completely according to their spirit. Because that's all they had is their spirit. God breathed life into them, which is spirit. And they were living according to that spirit. But when they chose sin in their life, there is a split between the spirit and what we call the soul. Or sometimes the Bible will actually call that the flesh. Flesh, right. Okay, we'll, you, we'll use that as, as kind of a same thing. So there is a split in between. So there's a soul and a spirit inside right. us now. And so there's this battle raging now when before mm-hmm. there was no battle raging. It's all it, just obedient to God. It was, you're living according to the spirit of God. because mm-hmm. Now, animals, on the other hand, there's not a battle raging in there. They don't yeah. have a spirit of God. They only have a soul. A lot of people don't like the fact that, that they animals have souls, but they do, but they don't have God's spirit inside right. them. Right. Because he, he didn't breathe life into ma- animals. He only breathed life into man. Yeah, that's what makes human beings very unique. Right. 
we have a, a spirit, the spirit of God's breath. Essentially, that's what the spirit, spirit is. God's breath breathed life into us and we yes. became a human being. And so what we're going to talk about today is, well, what exactly happens at mm-hmm. death? There is a split that happens at death. And I will prove this biblically today. And so we're going to go over some passages of scripture that actually discuss this and talk about, well, what yeah. exactly is going on? Because All remember, right. God's spirit is still inside us, but now it's got it's got this pesky little thing going on where it has a soul flesh that it has to battle against constantly and i think paul even talked about there's a war going inside my yeah. body and um i don't know which one to do you know that exactly he, everyone has that mm-hmm. battle going on inside them it's a duality right dual nature split personality we're not always living according to the spirit i wish we are and that's one thing we do on our lives to get as we get older, we want to live more according to the Spirit, do the disciplines taught in the Bible to help right. us do this. Well, I think if you do focus on the spiritual aspects of living rightly and being obedient to God and His Word and, and fruits of the Spirit and exemplifying the spiritual nature, that in your beating the flesh, like Paul says, that basically you will have less propensity and less desire to want to satisfy the flesh and the natures of the flesh. First passage we're going to look at here is found in actually way back in the Old Testament in Ecclesiastes. The author of Ecclesiastes was, most people believe it's Solomon. He was talking about death. What, at the very last chapter of Ecclesiastes, you know, like, okay, when you're, get when you get ready to die, and he even describes death in a lot of different ways here. I'm going to read that here in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 6, because he's saying, well, what's the purpose of life? Because that's essentially what that book is about. What's right. the purpose of life? <clears throat> Remember your creator before the silver cord is loosed, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher shattered at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the well. Okay, so he's describing different ways to describe death. Now, these aren't ways that typically I think most people today would describe death because we don't, you know, use wheels uh, at the well. We don't do any of these things that they used to do back in those days that kind of would explain, okay, now we're coming to an end. But he's using these as as examples to show you that, yeah, no, this is what happens at death. Eventually, we're all going to die one day. We understand this reality of what what we're living. No one's going to escape death. We already talked about that on another show. Mm-hmm. That we're not going to ever escape death. We don't have Christ coming back for us in the clouds to rescue us. and We're not going to meet him in the air because all that event already happened. We've right. already talked about that in a right. previous episode. But what we do have happen here is we, we do have to face death. And understanding what happens at death is very important. Now, let's go on to the next okay. verse there and he explains mm-hmm. now what happens. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God. Who gave it? When you die, your body, again, just kind of returns to the earth. Well, most people are buried in a coffin. Some people are cremated, cremated yeah, right? Cremated. So, in, in essence, wherever you're put by your loved ones, you will be in the ground. Essentially, you become dust. Even if you're right. cremated, you become right. dust. Or right. if you're put in a coffin, you right. decay and you become dust. Mm-hmm. Any way, shape, or form well, you, this works, you're going to become dust. The shell is dead. The shell decays. It's not. There's no life in it because there's no spirit there. So it doesn't really matter where you get put. It's just inevitable. We're looking for our immortal bodies. Amen. Anyway. We don't yes. want to care about these <laughs> these mortal bodies that we're in. We yes. want our immortal bodies, which is what we get as right. a promise. 
at the final resurrection coming Amen. up. Yes. But anyway, you notice that the last statement here, our spirit will then return to God who gave it. There's been a lot of testimonies of people who have actually seen this, you know, seeing wow. the yeah. spirit of, of a dead person actually well, leave yeah. their bodies. I saw it on a video, plume of, you know, an essence kind of what it looks like. <clears throat> this cannot always be explained by what, what modern science these days. Right. Because they don't understand this aspect that we're telling you here, explaining to you mm -hmm. what happens. But your spirit essentially goes back up to God, God because right. that's God's breath. Right. God is like kind of like let you borrow part of his essence. Well, that's what makes us such beautiful beings is that part of him is with each and every one of us. And that gives us that desire to seek him. I believe that's why we have that desire is because of what he gave us at the very start of our lives. And actually that they, science has shown, and I was, um, it's very interesting. You can research this, but when the egg and sperm come together, there is a light. Remember how in John it says, I am the way, the truth and the life. And, and then he says, he's the light of the world. Well, that is the light that happens at conception. And I believe that's when the spirit of God is put into that little creation. Speaking of a mother who's had miscarriages, those little lives all matter at whatever point. But I believe it's at the creation of when the, everything comes together inside and that life starts to grow. That's when the Spirit of God is put in there. That's my opinion, but I believe that's where God does it. The Spirit makes us very unique in the world. See, mm -hmm. we can we can do things that animals cannot do. Animals do not have God's spirit inside them, which makes every single person on earth related to God. <laughs> this is why we don't need to be, there's no such thing as somebody who's our enemy. Essentially, every single person on earth has part of God's spirit inside exactly. them. Even if they're in rebellion against God, which a lot of people are these days. But what we need to understand is that we are all unified and one and we will become that right, way again right. well that's god's plan and purpose and design he didn't want sin to be entered into the world but it was and but he wants us all to be unified with him i mean he he's our father and we're his creation why wouldn't he want us to be with him so we know at the end we're all going to be unified one right, day right. and what makes us very unique other different than the animals in the world yeah. is that we have a spirit God's spirit inside, God's right. breath inside us. Right. Every single person has a, a breath of God that God has breathed into them, life. This is what makes us very unique. Animals do not have that. They no. only have a soul. Animals just have souls. They don't have spirits. We have a spirit that allows us to do things that animals cannot do, like right. pray and fast. Animals, you cannot train an animal to fast. This is what makes us very unique because only human beings can fast because we can deny our flesh our soul, and only live according to our spirit. Essentially, that's why, you know, you're our host here. We fast regularly. Exactly. Because we realize the spiritual benefits of this when many people don't understand that. Right. And the world will never tell you, oh, this is, there's these spiritual benefits oh, yeah. to all this. No. And they'll, they'll actually say, oh, you can't fast for very long. And, and they'll refute someone who has the proof of their own experiences of fasting. But, you know, the thing about the animals is that they always seek to pleasure their flesh, trying to get what they want, sneak some people food, run off and go do what they want and please. And it's just, it's not always thinking because that conscious that we have that that it's it makes you think of others and thinks think of the outcome of how you're behaving. Now some people might actually not negate that because they're always looking to please themselves. But a person who has that conscious kind of enacted 
and how they look at things, they'll always be looking at how their behavior and how their actions reflect on other people or how it makes other people benefit or hurt them. And it's it's a beautiful thing that we have that. We need to be more conscious of that. But you only get that through communing with the Lord. Well, we will have another show down the line on the spiritual benefits of fasting. To me, it's an important thing. It's one of those things that in, during Satan's little season that right. we're living in right yep. now, Satan is never going to promote this. No. He's never going to want people to do this yeah. because this just brings us brings people closer to the Lord. And right. he is never going to, matter of fact, it's always going to be put down as something mm-hmm. dangerous, which right. it isn't dangerous at no, all. It's no. actually very healthy and good right. for you. And it's the reason why I, I believe one of the reasons why we've never had to see a doctor in our lives. Well, partially what it is, is, is there is linkage to longevity of life, but also it's a beautiful connection when you can deny yourself food and then seek and connect with the Lord on with his word and in, through prayer and meditation. And also it's a beautiful connection when you are able to meditate and pray for other people. There is power in fasting, power in prayer, and in um, denying yourself. We were told to deny ourselves and take up the cross. Well, how do you deny yourself? One way is to not eat. Okay, so we have that aspect, our spirit, spiritual side. But there's another aspect, what we call, what the Bible sometimes calls the soul mm-hmm. or the flesh. Other places right. called the flesh. Yeah. Paul usually uses the word flesh in all his epistles that he uses. He talks about the spirit and the flesh are at war with each other. We'll go over that scripture here in a bit. But... What happens to our soul then? See, our right. soul does not go to the same place, our spirit. Our spirit goes back up to God. But where does our soul go? Well, this is what we're going to talk about right. next because the Bible does not leave us ignorant on it. And so we're going to go to a story in Luke chapter yes. 16, yeah. which is called The Rich Man Lazarus. Yeah. Jesus tells a story of this very wealthy rich man mm-hmm. that then basically was putting down this poor beggar named right. Lazarus yeah. all his life. Yeah. Would never treat him with love and respect mm-hmm. and honor and everything else because he kind of thought himself better than everybody right. else. But then, gave, I think he gave him perhaps from his table or... Right. Like, he essentially treated him like an animal. Right. Because he felt like he wasn't as good as he was. Right. Not realizing that everyone has God's spirit inside. But here is the story. And now we want to skip to verse 22 um, on Luke chapter 16 because right. that's where the story is told. Right. But it gives us some insight of really what happens to us when we die. And this is an important insight because this helps us understand, okay, now we kind of understand where, what's going on at death that our, we know according to Ecclesiastes, our spirit Mm -hmm. goes up to God, but what about our soul? We're we're now going to find out where our soul goes. Such a good story. Go ahead and read verse 22 and on. Okay. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried and being in torment, in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Now, what happened was this beggar died, Lazarus. And one of the angels' jobs is to take mm-hmm. our souls to what's known as a waiting place, which right. ba- which is basically Hades. Now, according to this passage of Scripture, there's two sides of this. It's there's a, a good side and a bad side. good side of Hades is, of course, called Abraham's bosom, bosom. right? Abraham's side. Because that's that's where Abraham is. He's our father. And like you say, the Bible talks about him being our spiritual father. Right. Well, when we right. die, we go to be with Abraham. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he's essentially like the patriarch of 
all of us who are believers he was, in Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, he left his land and he was right. the first believer, so yes. He was essentially considered in the Bible to be like a, a, the first patriarch. Right. Of, and so this is what happens at death. Mm-hmm. Your soul, angels take your soul down to Hades. And you it's like a waiting place for the dead. I, I, call, I call that place the underworld. A lot of people because do. everyone goes there. Dead in Christ, everyone who's died... But even the wicked dead go, go to there. this. But there is two locations. Mm-hmm. There's a good side and there's a bad, bad side. side. The good side is, of course, called Abraham's bosom. bosom. The bad right. side in the Bible, I believe, is called death. And I'll explain this later in maybe a previous, a different episode or a different uh-huh. show. But here he goes on to say that in Hades, this wicked man was essentially tormented. A lot of people don't understand about torment. They, they kind of think themselves hell. Right. When they think that, of torment. Yeah. Okay, torment is not exactly the same thing as, you know, because a lot of times, here's the problem that we have. Mm-hmm. In our Bibles, a lot of times we're reading this. Yeah. And, and the next episode, the next show we have is going to be on this idea of the hell deception. Because right. people don't understand what this word torment means. Torment is just another word for saying that they weren't at peace. They're not, not all right. well. And I'm going to show you in Matthew, we're going to read that scripture yeah. here in a little mm-hmm. bit. That torment does not mean, oh, you're burning in hell for all eternity because that's where, where where that rich guy went. He went to Hades and it wasn't the best place. Could it be a little form of like torture of their, like not choosing the right path? I think a lot of it has to do with our own, because that's what happens at death. A lot of times we realize that our, we become shamed. A lot of the shame has to do with what we what we feel about ourselves now. Oh, man, did I mess up? Well, you know, oh, I should have done the other. Yeah, you I know. Sh- and this is essentially what yeah. you read about in the story of the rich man Lazarus. There's yeah. all this regret going on inside, yes. Laz- inside yes. the rich man's mm-hmm. mind. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tortured. In this flame. Well, he says tormented. Tormented. In this flame. Sorry, that's okay. Uh, the whole I idea. The, I, is, ha- I get that tormented and tortured. It's like well, this and the idea of tormented is again just a torment. In right. other words, he was like conflicted. He, he was yeah. He, he wasn't in a comfortable place like he's normal. There, there was no peace there. Because see, what happens when you live according to the flesh? Yes, is you're always pacifying your flesh constantly. Yes, it's that constant itch and scratch kind of thing. It itches, so you scratch it, and it itches more, and you got to keep scratching it till you've scratched your arm raw. <laughs> and and that's unfortunate it that is. most people really ha- are is. living this way because what happens is when any kind of challenge in their yes. life comes up, they are just it's it's like a form of torture to them. It's that strengthening you have to endure so you can be resist things but if you don't if you don't allow yourself to get strengthened in your weak areas you're just going to stay weak so these people in what i call the negative side of hate people that didn't choose right that aren't on in, in abraham's bosom or abraham's side they are essentially a, a tormented in this place but it's not a torment of like they're being tortured because most of us no, when but... we think of torment we think of torture Okay. Well, it kind of seems synonymous, I guess is why I get it mixed up. But you can be tormented by, like you said, past regret. And we're going to go over a little bit of this here. Because in Matthew chapter tw- 4, verse 24, we're going to read where this word is actually used. Mm. And I'm going to prove to you biblically. Yeah. I always like to biblically prove things yes. to you. Because <laughs> that this word torment isn't the same thing as what we consider to be torture. Now okay. go ahead and read that one okay. here. So Matthew 4, 24. Yeah. Then 
His fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Okay, this is Jesus going around to the whole countryside in Syria. Yeah. Just healing a bunch of people. But you notice there are some people there that were considered to be, they had diseases and torments. Torments. Hmm. Okay, these people weren't tortured. They just had afflictions. That's what that word means. The word means that they had these afflictions. And, you know, we know people today, maybe they have health issues. Right. That they're essentially... And that's what this is what would be described here as somebody who has torments. They have mm. they have this uh, uh, they don't have a natural good health. They have this constant mm-hmm. overcoming thing that yeah. they have to deal with on a regular basis, and that's right. essentially what this means. So when the people who die, they essentially don't go to a place where they are at peace. Now they go to a place where they essentially are. They have these issues. Mm-hmm. They have these things that oh, they need to get fixed. Of course, people with various diseases and torments. Well, what right. What's that? They weren't tortured. They weren't being tortured. No. They just had these afflictions inside right. their body. Gotcha. This is what essentially this word means. Right. And so the people that are in Hades, the bad side of Hades, what I call the death side of Hades, they essentially have this idea of they're just tormented there because mm. they don't have good perfect health and condition they're they're not there because they didn't choose that those of us in this life which choose to be disciplined to live according to our spirit we are going to at the end going to re- see it's all in reverse we are going to live according to that way we're going to receive that 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 we were achieving to get in this life so this life is practice for the next Yes, we're practicing, and this is why I'm telling you, you have to deny your flesh, live according to your spirit and all things. And if you do this, then you will be blessed, Mm. and then in the next life, you will receive not all, you won't be tormented by all this. Well, you know, you can't, the thing about control is you can't really have complete control. God has complete control. And so maybe it could be these people who are tormented because they try to control everything and they couldn't. And their life spiraled out of control. And we'll read more on the rich man and Lazarus story and maybe a different yeah. uh, show because there's a lot more to that. He has a lot of regret going on. I think the reason why he was thirsty, honestly, is because he's in a place where no one loves each other. Because you got to remember, you know, it's only the righteous people that care to give freely to each other. In other words, if I see somebody out in the street as a spiritual man that is thirsty, I will not deny him water. I will not just go, oh, I don't care. He he can get his own water. No, if I see somebody who has a need, my spirit will tell me, you need to help that person. Well, I mean, and then if we're actually living by that spirit more freely, the Holy Spirit will guide you to even do more. And I even haven't talked about that yet, but that's a good time to bring that up. You see, not only do we have a soul and a spirit inside us, right. but when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're exactly. promised also a Holy Spirit. spirit inside. Right. So it's getting pretty crowded. So in there's it. like two versus one. <laughs> so, you know, and the Holy Spirit is called a counselor. And it's in there as well. And that's just a Holy Spirit designed to help guide and direct us and counsel us additional counseling that we need to help us live according to God's ways. Of course, people that don't have the Holy Spirit, Mm-hmm. They still have their spirit as well. And so essentially you need that spirit in order to help gain the Holy Spirit. That's why you make a decision for Christ eventually in your right. life. Because you You're, see the need. You see the need mm-hmm. of, my. I can't do this on my own. I'm going to need a little bit of help. I'm going to need a counselor to help me out. And so mm-hmm. what happens is when you make a decision for Christ, you're 
you're promised a gift of right. the Holy Spirit. And that actually gives you a lot more peace in how you're living your life when you have the Holy Spirit. And then your spirits kind of, they work at the same pace to help you perform and mature in Christ. Okay, we got one more passage to go over. And this is this idea of this conflict going on inside our body. Our bodies are full of conflict. Matter of fact, we were looking up in these old cartoons. If you can remember them, Tom and Jerry, there's a number of them that have this. Donald Duck. They had these cartoons where they have this, obviously, what do they call them? Shoulder well, there angels are two personalities, and shoulder demons. Shoulder angel and shoulder demon. But basically, they were conflicted. You had the person or the individual cartoon had this decision to make, and they were both trying to influence them into their perspective. So the good one would say, oh, you know, you got to do this because this is right. And then the evil one would say, oh, no, you have to do this because this serves you better. And you it's know? more fun. You know, yeah. and usually always the character will always <laughs> choose the, 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 the evil one, the, 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 the bad side. Because, because the other one's a killjoy. Yeah, the other one's a killjoy. <laughs> and then, of course, it puts all these problems in the storyline oh, right. so that they can keep going with the story. If they and, did, always did the right thing, then the story right. would pretty much end at that point. Right. You know? So then they have to learn their lesson the hard way. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, we all remember these cartoons, and this right. essentially is... Hollywood telling you essentially what you are. That you do have a spirit, which is the good side, which is they they represent the angel there with a halo and everything. You have this negative side, which is like the demon carrot hops around that says, oh, no, you don't need to do that. No. You know, and that's kind of our negative side. flesh nature. And so what we're supposed to do is listen to our good side and listen to our spirit. And then we put to death or put down that negative side. The more we do this... The weaker and weaker our flesh becomes, soul becomes, and we become a much more spiritual person. And this is what God wants. He expects us throughout our entire lives to be working towards putting down our flesh and increasing our spirit. And there's disciplines that help do this. And there's also joy in doing that, too, because the more you do it, you'll be like, oh, wow. And you feel so much better about yourself because, you know, that discipline is what's the best thing for you. And, of course, Paul, in this passage of Scripture in Romans, is talking about the flesh, which isn't mm-hmm. like our just fleshly body, even though it's, it is called that in the, all over the Bible. Mm-hmm. But it's really our, our nature, our sinful nature. Exactly. Is what the, what, there, I guess there wasn't a word to describe this idea that he was trying to... So he uses the word flesh, and then there's our spirit. And so we war against one another because mm-hmm. people can understand flesh. You know, they're hungry, they eat something, and right. that's our flesh telling them to do that. So this is what we need to kind of counter, and that's what we need to fight constantly. So let's go ahead and read Romans chapter 8, verses 1 there. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Okay, so remember, they don't walk... According There's no the condemnation flesh. for those who right. do not do not walk according to the flesh, mm. but are the ones that are walking according to the Spirit. So again, he gets this right. idea between flesh, which is our sinful nature, or this is what we I call the soul. It's our side that we listen to, which is not our good side. But then there's this other side that we have, which is our spirit. We need right. this is one we need to be focusing on and getting stronger. Okay. So would that be the carnal man? Yes. Okay. It'd be our carnal nature right it's when our stomach growls and we go you know i gotta eat some food right now <laughs> right this is our, we're listening to, yeah. and this is what animals do yeah when they get hungry they just eat they don't exactly you can't train them to go nope. don't eat that i want you to go three <laughs> days without eating that that food right there no if you give them no punishment or reward they will eat that 
Eventually. Eventually, because yeah. they are living according to their flesh, carnal, the carnal flesh nature. nature. They're not living according to any kind of spirit at all because they don't have that. Okay, so let's go ahead and go on here. Okay, two. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Okay, so the way to gain true freedom, and we all talk yeah. about freedom. See, the whole, on, but what right. the Bible does tell us and what the world doesn't tell us is the only way to gain true freedom according to living according to the Spirit. That's we cannot gain true freedom by just voting in our no. elected officials. That no. isn't going to get us any freedom. No, and that's that control issue where people want to feel like they have a a role to play and then get their way. Ultimately, if you feed your flesh, it's going to get its way. So to live free, well, I'm, I'm trying to promote here true freedom. And you can be free and you can be in, in the most oppressive governmental yes, system in the world. Yeah, be peace. Because you're, it all has to do with your spirit. This is what we need, think we need to understand. Mm-hmm. What, so most people don't understand that because they just want the idea of having liberty to go do whatever they want. But no, what that means is it's being able to say no to our flesh right. and saying yes to our spirit mm-hmm. and living according to uh, being the spiritual person that God has asked us to be. So let's go ahead and read on here. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. Here we have the flesh is mm-hmm. Jesus came down in flesh. He came down in a meat suit, just like right. we all did. <laughs> but... He was living completely according to his spirit, which proves beyond a shadow of doubt you don't have to sin. You don't have to. See, a lot of churches are telling you you have to do these things. That everyone's a sinner. But no, we all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. That is true in our past. That does not mean we have to continue to. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us the exact opposite that. We, do, we need to stop sinning and right. live according to our spirit. And this is essentially what he's saying here. And that's what Jesus lived a perfect life according right. to the spirit. And he showed us the way that, you know, we also can achieve this by living according to our spirit and not according to our flesh. Even though our flesh does is a problem, right. it won't be a problem in our next life because right. we're going to have an immortal body that exactly. won't require all this stuff. But God's designed it this way for a reason. He designed our bodies to where he wants us to live according to our spirit and choose this. And he's going to reward us handsomely for this. Well, I think he ultimately wants us to listen to his spirit inside of us. Then choose, choosing him over what we want for ourselves. And that honors him when we do it. And that's why he wants to do wants us to do it. Because ultimately, he created us for a reason. And that's a personal relationship, closeness with him. And the only way we can be close to him is if we deny the flesh and submit to him. Live according spirit. to the spirit. Exactly. We have to live according to the God spirit inside exactly. us, which means is what what do we do? We when we out there, we see needs, we help people out, we right. love our fellow brothers and sisters. Right. This is what that means. We love God. We love each other. We don't think ill of each other, even if they aren't doing things the way we want. Yeah, well, I, you're hosts here. We've lived completely <laughs> different lifestyles than most people have in our lives. Right. We are outcasts. That's the reason why we never thought about doing this radio show. It never <laughs> occurred to us because we've been in the closet all these years <laughs> because of our lifestyles. But now we figured, well, it's time to come out of the closet. Well, I mean, everybody else has now. We well, might as well be the last ones to well, come out now. You know, we're, we're comfortable with who we are and what God is doing because we've been trusting him to guide us and to show us the right way to live. So we just want to guide anyone else who's trying to do the same thing. You can live by the Spirit. If you just deny the flesh and trust the word of God and his spirit to guide you. So 
we're going to finish up there for, for today. What I'm trying to get you to understand is this, just real, real simple, mm-hmm. that they, we are kind of complicated beings as right. we have a spirit and, a, and we have our flesh right. or our soul that's at war with each other inside our bodies. This is what, why Paul says other places we need to make no provisions Vision for the it. flesh to fulfill its lust. But what, what do we do all the time? We're constantly feeding our flesh. Yeah. See, that's what the devil, during Satan's little season, this is Satan's ultimate plan. Feed them, make them comfortable, make them, give them everything that they want. They, they don't live according. That's why I don't think there's going to yeah. be any real big persecution coming up. Why would Satan want to risk persecution on the church when he can just make everybody live, be fat and lazy all the time, yes. live according to their flesh. Exactly where he wants us, folks. Yes. And this is in Satan's little season. It is. And it's been depicted in kid, in kid movies, too. That's maybe for another topic, but... We'll go over all that in, in other shows. But yes. we, one thing we need to understand is this is Satan's perfect plan. He gets us, everyone's living according to our flesh. He always promotes the flesh all the time. Exactly. Oh, eat three meals a day. Don't fast. Don't right. do anything. No, it, it, all those things are designed to help us understand that we are spiritual beings. Exactly. And if we deny all those things, all of a sudden our mind becomes... He clear. wants us all doped yeah. up and drugged yeah. up on, on his yeah. medication constantly. Yeah. So we, don't, we can't think clearly enough. This is all... Satan has an ultimate plan and purpose. And if we go against that plan... We become we, thinkers and we're not programmed by his programming. We're programmed or conditioned by the word of God. But and what's... we are going to be targeted. Satan has targeted us. Your host here. We have been targeted many times because we've gone against what he wants for us to do. Mm-hmm. But we don't give up. <laughs> I know, that's how we know we're going the right direction. Right. When we're doing the right thing and all of a sudden we come up to these obstacles and we're all like, what's going right. on? Oh, this is the devil. He's yeah. has these things, these spiritual blocks in place. But we have to expect that and we have to know that there is a way through that. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit, that God's guidance, sometimes protection of angels. There's a whole slew of things at our disposal if we trust and rely solely on God. There's a war going on right That's now. That's right. It's a spiritual war. It is. And that war starts within our bound bodies. That's right. It starts with us. Yes. We have to win the war inside our own bodies before we take that war outside. See, what Satan doesn't want us to do is he doesn't want us to win that war inside. No. So that then we could take that war on the outside. Go on the offensive. And that's right. what we're doing here by doing this show is we're going on the offensive because we've already put to death our flesh. Right. As much as humanly possible, possible. in as, right. as mortal beings here. And we're trying to live according to God's spirit and everything exactly. we do. Now, are we completely there yet? No, we keep no. having to work on it. It's yeah. a constant battle all the way through our lives. We're never going to achieve perfection as in well, the way I want to see perfection in our life. But we can g- get control of our flesh, and that's what God wants us to do, right. and live according to the spirit and be dominated by the spirit of God inside us. Right. And then we become unstoppable and we become Amen. like Job. And what happened to Job? He was attacked because he was a spiritual man. And this, the devil saw that and targeted him. And this is what happens to a lot of us. You know, it might not be the devil targeting us, but his demons are around doing that for right, him. So, exactly. you know, he's got eyes everywhere. Right. You know, he can only be in one place at one time. You know, he knows what's going on. He knows this show exists. Right. I'm sure it's gone up the ladder. <laughs> explain to him, well, hey, there's a show going on exposing you. Satan doesn't want this show. He hates the fact that we're doing this and talking about it. But he can't do anything about it because we have the Lord on our side, which is much more powerful than That's him. So right. he's kind of he's kind of a weak, weakling right. like he we've is. talked about. Can't do much now. That doesn't mean he doesn't try, but yeah, we yeah. just got to... He gotta... keeps trying. Exactly. But the more we deny on. our flesh... Mm-hmm the stronger we become, and we become, like, unstoppable That's with right. the Lord's help. Amen. That's right. 
Until next time, we're living in Satan's little season, not only because it's biblical. Because it just makes sense. Join or contact us at satanslowseason.org. This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Low Season production.